This is DJ Evil Dave, and you are listening to the Dark Corner Podcast, only on darkcornerpodcast.com. I give up on trying to find my way, the paths are hard, shade of grey, lost like a needle of mud's fade, the darkness bursts suddenly as bright as day, we will turn the night into day, we will dance, Hello, listeners. Howdy. And welcome to episode 100. 100. Hey, hundo. Okay. Of the Dark Corner <laughs> podcast. It's going to be a big one. Yep. Probably a long one, because what we're doing in this episode is very special. We're going to talk about a hundred albums yes. in about a hundred minutes, Yep. if not longer. <laughs> we'll try to keep it to a hundred. Yep, we'll see. Uh, each of us has uh, selected 50 notable albums, and we're going to go back and forth briefly discussing each. And when we say notable albums, this is purely personal preference. Yeah, and that's something to get into, is how we created the list. But first, that's Brandy over there. Hi. And that's Dave over there. Yes. And we are your hosts. I pointed for the podcasters, for people listening, to see that I pointed. Yep, you probably heard the point in her voice. You did. I pointed. Yep. She pointed pointedly. (laughs) I did. It was so dumb. (laughs) Uh, the thought of doing a hundred albums for the hundredth episode came to me because of the Craigslist podcast where improviser Craig Kukowski talks about his hundred favorite movies yes. with his wife and uh, forces her to watch them. She has a name. Yes. Carla Thank Kukowski. Thank you. Thank you. Name the people. And they bring on special guests like Paul F. Tompkins and uh, one of the Ackers or Blacker or Acker. I think it was Acker. Ben Acker, Ben Blacker. Might have been Blacker. I get them confused. I do too, because there's one I like and one I don't. Oh, snap. <laughs> snap. Yes. I hope they're not listening. Because one, one's listening. the writer and one's the idea idea person, kind of, sort of. Actually, you know, they're they make both a team. writers. They're both writers, but like they have different approaches yeah. to writing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, in the podcast, goes over his hundred favorite movies and decides where on the list they lay and all that. And I was thinking, well, I'm not... I I do enjoy movies, but not to the point where I'd list 100 movies, but albums, on the other hand. And then I brought the idea up with you, and we decided to do 50 each. That way, we're both represented, and it gives us a more diverse and broad range of albums. So, um, how did you go about creating your 50? Uh... I just looked for things that I like to listen to over and over again and that impacted me emotionally and were just the most memorable. There are certain artists that have several albums that I could have put on this list, but since we're only doing one from a specific artist... Oh, yeah, that's right. There's rules to this. Yeah. Uh, um, we're avoiding compilations. Yep. Or best ofs. Yep. It has to be you know a specific studio album. Live albums count, too, because I have several of those. Yeah. And soundtracks are okay. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because I have a few. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But I yep. did not choose uh, any spoken word albums. Oh, no, so comedy, no comedy albums. 
or anything like that. No audiobooks or anything so, like that. Yeah, so it's all music. Yeah, and we can't repeat specific bands, though we can do offshoots like um, like break-off bands or solo artists. True. So Absolutely. Those are the rules. Uh, those... That's a good strategy. I did very similar. Uh, there's some nostalgia ones on there. Mm-hmm. There's some surprises, too. Mm. Things that when I built... Because I started building a list of 100 and then pared it down to 50, which wasn't a trick in its own right. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I had to go from these 100, I'm going to have to slash half of those. And then I listened to those 50 and decided, okay, this one doesn't quite meet it. And there's this other one I've been thinking about, so I've done some swapping mm-hmm. to get it down to the 50. And so we're going to go back and forth. Yes. Uh, they're not numbered by preference. We're going to go, I think, alphabetically. Are yours alphabetical? Mine are in no particular order whatsoever. Okay. So yours are random. Mine's mm-hmm. alphabetical by band, just because that's the way they're set up in iTunes. You're smart, but I just decided I wasn't going to do that. Some of them may seem like they're alphabetical, Simply because of what I was looking at yep. at the time. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I embraced the randomness. Yeah, I like that list because there's going to be some surprises in there. And there's going to be things not on my list, which will be surprising, and things on my list that may be. Um, I wish my list was a little bit more diverse. Mm. Because I, when paring down to 50, I had to lose stuff like Cypress Hill or Public Enemy, things mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Because they weren't... As important to me as the main 50. But I think your list is going to have some diversity to it. Yeah. Which is encouraging. You're probably right. Yeah. And there, hopefully we won't have any repeats between the two of us, but I have uh, some alternates ready should oh, nice. that happen. See, I do not have any alternates. I got the 50 and that's it. Well, then you should actually go first because if you have any of the... No, it doesn't matter actually. Yeah, because... you're alphabetical and mine's random. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh, we did flip a coin uh-huh. to determine who goes first. Yeah. And Brandy won. Uh-huh. So, she may begin. So, right now, here are 100 albums. Okay. In no particular order, starting with uh, the first... This is going to be a surprise to absolutely no one who knows me. Um, Deep Shadows and Brilliant Highlights by him. It was the first him album that I owned. And it has my favorite song on it. And I'm not saying my favorite song of him, which it is. I'm saying my favorite song of all time, which is a massive statement considering I find it very hard to pick favorites. So it was very difficult choosing one album, but I decided to go with the one that really got me into the band and the one that impacted me the most emotionally to start with. So... I have From Dreams or Angels by Abney Park, a steampunk band that is pretty controversial because they don't sound very steampunk. They don't have that kind of Victorian-era sound to them. They're more electronic. I like that, though. But they have kind of an eerie atmospheric quality, specifically in this album. Sweet. Uh, Hamilton, original Broadway cast recording. Oh my god, I didn't understand what all the big deal was about until I listened to this album, and I just... It's one of my favorite works of music ever. It is just amazing. Lin-Manuel Miranda is amazing. His ability to structure and rhyme is mind-blowing. And I love it. Some dubstep. The sound of 2012. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like dubstep. I don't care what anyone says. I like dubstep. 
And both Skrillex and, in this case, Bass Nectar started off in heavy metal and, like, super heavy metal. Bass Nectar was a guitarist for a death metal band and got into the rave scene, fell in love with it, and started doing dubstep and remixes and stuff. And the album Divergent Spectrum is really great for dubstep. He has some remixes. He has just some great drops. There's some variety in the music. There's some more toned-down, beautiful, kind of uh, orchestraic stuff. (laughs) And then there's the, you know, super hard-hitting breakdance to it sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number three, Beacon Two-Door Cinema Club. I freaking love Two-Door Cinema Club, and this was my first Two-Door Cinema Club album. And it just, uh, it's so British, and I love it so much. It just, and I love the album cover, too. It's so bizarre. It's like this pair of legs coming through a ceiling underneath the skirt. And it's just, I love it. Cat loves it, too. Yep. In the Flat Field by Bauhaus, very early Bauhaus, uh, very stripped down. It's got great songs like Spy in the Cab, God in Alcove. Uh, yeah, it's uh, spooky, atmospheric, hard-hitting, almost death rock level. Very cool stuff. Uh, Holiday Spirits, straight no chaser. <laughs> because I gotta throw a Christmas album in there. Uh, straight no chaser is the best acapella group I have ever heard. And they are not only good, but charming and interesting and funny. And have even done their own songs, like written songs. Uh, One of which is on the album Holiday Spirits, which is called Indiana Christmas. And because they're all from Indiana, they uh, formed the group in college. And the cat is just deciding he's he's here. He's here. (laughs) Yeah, he's He's going to lick some plastic so I might hear something in the background. So. Um, good choice. Uh, Violet by the Birthday Massacre, the Canadian dark wave band that we got to see live. It's a great album, almost really a concept album, because there's the song Violet, the song Blue, and the song Red, and they're all about color theory, because they're all art school kids. Mm-hmm. And they took that approach to some great songs like Video Kid and my favorite Birthday Massacre song, Play Dead, which is all about the high school experience. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you a lot about the high school experience. Okay, next one for me. Sonic Jihad by Snake River Conspiracy. You probably saw that coming. <laughs> it's a very good band. <laughs> it's very an good amazing album. band. It's an amazing album. Maybe the song Vulcan might have influenced it a little <laughs> bit to get it in that top 20, but it, they also have one of my favorite covers of How Soon Is Now. Um, I don't think I, there's another cover I like as much as theirs. Um, so, yeah. I. Uh, Stir the Blood by the Bravery. This one kind of came out of nowhere. It's yet another post-punk band, but it's uh, one of these post-punk revival bands that I know hardly anything about. I picked it up unused from Media Play. Oh, yeah, Media Play. Remember Media Play, guys? It's super well-produced. Kind of reminds me of Placebo a little bit. Mm. But definitely uh, hard-hitting post-punk music. My next one is Gravity's Rainbow by Pat Benatar, which is kind of one of those weird things where they're like, really? That one? Yes, that (laughs) one. It is a very underrated album, in my opinion, and it has just some really great songs like Everybody Lay Down and Every Time I Fall Back. I love those songs so much. So yeah, that's if I had to only pick one by Pat, it's going to be that one. Good choice. Head Evolved by Cell Mod. 
This is an artist I came in contact with during the Dark Horizons radio days when I was in the chat group and listening to their three-hour show <laughs> live as they recorded it. Uh, but very highly produced electronic dance music. And it's perfect. It's not overdone. It's not underdone. It's like every tune is brought to perfection. Great stuff like Kings of Winter and just, it's a wonderful album. Okay, Songs for the Deaf, Queens of the Stone Age. Love Queens of the Stone Age. They walk this very fine line of genre, in my opinion, but I re- this was the first album. A lot of these are first albums I ever owned by this select artist and usually end up being my favorites, but uh, I just really like their irreverence. <laughs> Yeah. I guess is the best word. Mm-hmm. So, and this is my favorite album by them. London Calling by The Clash. Duh. Some uh, British punk that is very much reggae inspired from Northampton, I believe, where a lot of uh, immigrants from Jamaica and that kind of area were around. And so they picked up on that musical inspiration to create a really great album with the songs like Guns of Brixton on that, which is definitely a reggae album or mm. reggae song. Mm-hmm. Uh, second soundtrack on the list, uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2 soundtrack by Jeff wow. Russo. Wow! I, I love Jeff Russo's music. I loved the Season 1 soundtrack. The Season 2 soundtrack upped the game. Well, it was, a, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than it's just absolutely brilliant and I've, I listen to it frequently. I can't stop. It's so beautiful. These Eyes Before by Collide. It's a mm. covers album that covers a lot of space rock and what is, I guess, weirdly called kraut rock. Kraut rock. <laughs> because a lot of the space rock bands are German, like Kraftwerk and uh, that sort of thing. But there's some Bowie cover, uh, some Pink Floyd on there. Uh, Collide, they're so-called because of Karen's angelic vocals against the... Uh, kind of hard industrial music. They even have Come Together by the Beatles on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great cover. It's a really good uh, collection of covers done in this uh, spacey kind of way. Uh, the Heart of Everything by Within Temptation. This is probably one of their most... I don't want to say coherent albums, because that's not the word I'm looking for. But they really lean into the metal in this one. And a bit of the anger, and uh, uh-huh. the the vocalist is she has this very ethereal voice. But there are some songs like uh, uh, just there's just a lot of really leaning into the darkness. Is there what have you done on that yeah, one? That's, that's a good song. That's an amazing, amazing song. So yeah, stuff like that just really set the tone for this album, and I love it. Nice. Everybody hates you, but Comba Christ. Uh, harsh EBM, dance floor feeling, stompy stuff with songs like This Is Gonna Fuck You Up and <laughs> Happy Fucking Birthday and Rain of Blood. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's an assault on the senses. Yeah. Uh, Medusa by Annie Lennox. Ooh. Annie Lennox, when she went out on her own, proved that she was really honestly the reason that the Eurythmics were so good. <laughs> I'm not saying that the music in, of the Eurythmics was bad, but she, when she's on her own, she can really do whatever she wants, mm-hmm. and she mixes styles. 
throughout her solo albums. Yeah, she really leans in on the soul part Mm -hmm. of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of the songs that she's done have been covers, mm-hmm. but uh, I I absolutely love Medusa. It's probably, if I had to pick a favorite Annie Lennox, it would be that one. Is that the one that is all covers? Yeah. It has Train in Vain on there? Mm-hmm. A Clash song? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Bloodletting by Concrete Blonde, probably one of the best albums ever recorded. Yep, there's a there's a duplicate uh, right there, but that's okay. <laughs> yep. Joey, uh, Tomorrow Windy, The Vampire Song... Darkening of the Light, which is a Taoism reference. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Caroline, there's not a song on there that isn't, like, a hit. Yeah, well, it's Concrete Blonde. Yeah. What are you going to do? Named by Michael Stipe of R.E.M. He named the band. <laughs> I knew that, but I had forgotten it, yeah. so thank you for reminding me. Okay, one. I think my only live album. Nope, I have a second one. My my one of two live albums, uh, Secret World Live by Peter Gabriel. Ooh. It is literally one of the best live albums ever, in my opinion. It just, the performances, even without having seen the actual footage, mm-hmm. it has this kinetic energy to it that you just can't replicate. Is that the one with the really long version of Shaking the Tree? Yes. Where he introduces all the band members? Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's, well, you have to introduce, and yeah. actually that was during In Your Eyes, not Shaking the Tree. Oh, yeah, it tree. was In Your Eyes, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Because I thought Shaking the Tree was kind of extended, too. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's not when he introduced ah, the band. It was during right. In Your Eyes. And I, I love that album. Yeah. Absolutely Isn't brilliant. Paula Cole on that album, yeah. too? Basically, he made her. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say he made her. She made herself. Yeah. But, but. she became pu- uh, part of the public consciousness from that. So Nice. And more power to her. Uh, Ether Not by The Crew Shadows, another album with some really good bangers on there, like In Flames and Citadel. Uh, True Shadows is kind of odd. It's a Florida-based darkwave band, and they have some um, faith-based leanings <laughs> and are a little anti-science. So that's kind of weird. But yeah, the, the, their music's really great, and you can't go wrong with a band with Rogue as vocalist and somebody on electric violin right uh another soundtrack the book of mormon original broadway cast (laughs) because nobody can appreciate that musical like people who were born and raised in utah baby (laughs) yeah and it's it's funny it's interesting it's amazing it's got songs that i still sing in my head Mm -hmm. even like the song i believe oh yeah and also turn it (laughs) off like light switch (laughs) yeah such a great show. Yeah. Uh, Strawberries by The Damned. The Damned came in too late, considering they were the first punk band to ever release a single, first punk band to ever release an album. They're proto-goth, so they really helped lay down the framework for Joy Division and Bauhaus and the rest. But it's got some of my favorite songs on there. It's got Dozen Girls. It's got Under the Floor again. It's got Stranger on the Town. It's an amazing album. Yeah. And uh, so called because I think one of their mu- music producers said they were like strawberries to a pig. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that they were creating this really great music, but nobody was quite picking up on it. Nice. Uh, followed up by another uh, soundtrack, Five Guys Named Mo, original Ooh. Broadway cast recording. It's one of those shows that I really wish that they would revive because I saw it in the 90s with my mom. And it was the most amazing 
interactive experience <laughs> I have ever had. Yeah, there's a lot of sing-along, if I recall. There, Yeah, uh, don't even get me started on Push Capiche Pie, <laughs> but, uh, which turned into an audience-wide conga line. I am not kidding. I love that show. I love the music of the show. I love everything about it. Good choice. Rio by Duran Duran. Which has got songs like Rio, Hungry Like the Wolf, Lonely in the Nightmare, New Religion, Hold Back the Rain, Last Chance on the Sa- Stairway, Save a Prayer, Though Chauffeur, My Own Way. <laughs> My God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to get some new romanticism on there, and I had to get Duran Duran for about ten years. It was my all-time favorite band. All right, we're uh, we're going up north. Blessed Be by the 69 Eyes. <laughs> My first album from them, and one of their best in my opinion. It was uh, what got me into the band. Y- you can also hear Villavallo on a lot of the backing vocals. Oh, nice! That's a nice is, touch. Uh, yeah, I uh, I can pick him out pretty easily because he's got a distinctive voice. But, you know, if you don't know who he is, you're not really listening for it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's still one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah, Blessed Be is very good. Yes. Double album. Double live album <gasps> by Einstersinde Neubauten uh, from Brussels. It was while they were pushing their Silence is Sexy album. And a lot of people agree that these are the best versions of songs of theirs. That they're better than the studio version. And it shows the sense of humor of the band. As Blixit Bargeld is introducing the band members or introducing a song, he makes these weird stories about how they lost one of the verses in a science accident. (laughs) (laughs) And he introduces band members like they're all professors. And he's like, he, this guy over here, he's proven that parallel lines do meet in infinity. <laughs> and of course, one of my all-time favorite bass guitarists, uh, Alexander Haka, is a key member of the band. And uh, it's beautiful bass and very exper- experimental stuff. Great double album. Yes. Uh, After Forever by After Forever. Ooh. One of the most talented female vocalists I have ever heard in my life, Floor Jansen, who uh, did some other work before joining up with Nightwish after they were uh, <laughs> trying to find a permanent female vocalist after Tarya left. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a song on this album where she hits a note that is so high but so beautiful and pure that it makes me cry. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing stuff. The Burning Season by Faith and the Muse. Yeah, William Faith, formerly of Christian Death, so he's got some dark alternative cred there. And then Monica Richards, who is an artist and uh, Celtic kind of expert. And so they produced this pagan rock album with songs such as Bodicea. Is that how you say that? Right? You know what? Don't ask, because you'll get a different answer for ev- yeah. from every person that you ask. Uh, the title of the song, uh, Burning Season, Gone to Ground, Relic Song, one of my favorites, Failure to Thrive, in which uh, William Faith gets to sing. It has a lot of variety, and it even has a cover of a song off the original Wicker Man soundtrack. Ooh. Done beautifully. Yes. Uh, favorite worst nightmare, Arctic Monkeys. You probably expected that. <laughs> that was on my list of 100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love the album. Uh, love Arctic Monkeys, but this is my favorite album by then. And damn good. Damn I, I good love album. me some Brits. Yeah. Yeah, Sheffield Band. Um, front by Front by Front 242. 
this is one of the originators of electronic body music, the sound of Belgium, with uh, songs like Until Death, Circling Over Land, Imrhythmus Bleiben, Felines. Uh, it's got version 3 of Headhunter, their big hit that everybody probably knows. So, yeah, really great, uh, danceable album. Yep. Uh, okay, Apocalyptica by Apocalyptica. Uh, metal-infused cello, guys. Yeah. I love me some cello. <laughs> cello metal. <laughs> it is cello metal. That is basically what it is. They started out basically just doing, like, metal covers, but then they started doing their own thing. And I absolutely adore this album because it is a mixture of guest vocalists and just instrumentals. And I really love to hear that cello, baby. So it's my favorite of their albums. Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division. Uh, I had no idea that was going to be on your list. It's on my list because I don't have any other full album by Joy Division. I have some of their compilations and collections and stuff. that, And if I could do compilations, I would have done Substance. Mm. But since I'm doing full albums, it has to be this one with She's Lost Control, which is a really spooky song, uh, Shadow Play, Day of the Lords. The orig- originators of post-punk, so gotta go with some Joy Division. Yeah. Uh, Into the Electric Castle by Arion. Arion does these really massive-themed albums, and I don't know if I would call them prog rock or prog metal, but I know I love them <laughs> regardless. Yeah. But uh, Into the Electric Castle is probably my favorite simply because it's so Celt-infused and so... Mm viking infused yeah and uh it's it's just it's an experience it's not just an album it's an experience yeah it's a very cool album and i think you could just qualify them as extreme metal because that kind of covers all of that okay that works (laughs) we'll go with that uh i actually skipped a few because i was looking at song trackings but um tactical neural implant by frontline assembly possibly my all-time favorite album, just for its consistency. It is a cyberpunk collection of anthems, even with uh, samples taken from Robocop. Yeah. (laughs) It's only eight tracks long, but each of them is just a soundscape of a dark future where man meets machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's my other live album. Rock Spectacle by Bare Naked Ladies. Oh. One of the funniest <laughs> live albums that I have ever heard. And uh, I it's just the the little ad libs they do to some of the songs are absolutely brilliant. It's uh it's endlessly entertaining. Promise by Jean Loves Jezebel. I think most people know this band from songs like Gorgeous or Desire, but Promise is spooky. It's haunting mm. in the best way for this goth rock band mm-hmm. with songs such as Bruises, Scheming, Influenza, Raps and Arms. These are all spooky songs by the uh, Welsh twins. Yeah. Uh, this is a one out of left field, some people might think. Boingo by Oingo Boingo. Oh, that's that really dark kind of cynical one isn't yeah, it yeah with the song insanity on it mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it also reminds me of you because uh-huh. not because of the content but because we were at that concert mm-hmm. the same concert didn't know each other at the time uh when oingo boingo was at what was then wolf mountain yep 
and uh, I don't know what the hell they call it now. It's changed names so many times, but it was Wolf Mountain then, and I really loved it because they have a song called, you know, well, the when they were about to introduce Oingo Boingo, it's like, it's the hour of the wolf, and I don't no want to die. Yep. <laughs> and we were all just screaming our little heads off. Plus, they had this giant, like... It was a big old puppet, puppet. thing, like it a was, marionette. Yeah, it was so twisted and wrong and unbelievable. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I remember Danny Elfman picking up any instrument and just playing it. I know! It was just like, what, the heck, what can't he play? And he can't read music, from my understanding. He, he just, he's, he's a, a natural, yeah. He's an absolute savant. Uh, Jordan Rain with How the Dead Live. Mm. A very nautically themed bit of neo-folk. Uh, with Proximity of Death, Blue-Eyed Boy, my favorite Jordan Rain song. So cool. We've had the good fortune to see this, uh, this group live a couple of times. The Complex by Blue Man Group. Oh, nice. Because it has so many great songs on it, I can't even begin I would just list off every song on the album. It's amazing, but it brought us uh, brought to our attention people like Tracy Bonham. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just—it's a fantastic album. That's on my list of a hundred. I believe it. Yeah, it has a song off the uh, Terminator Three soundtrack, "The Current." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> yep. I love that song so much. Uh, Hounds of Love by Kate Bush, some art rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are still trying to emulate her or do covers of her songs, such as Running Up That Hill, which is on this album. That alone should put it on the list. But there's Hounds of Love, The Big Sky, Mother Stands for Comfort, Cloud Busting, Waking the Witch, Jig of Life, Hello Earth. It is a hell of an album, and... The weirdest job in entertainment must be being a backup singer for Kate Bush because she has them doing the weirdest things. So crazy. Because like in, you know, Hounds of Love, she has them basically barking, bark singing Mm -hmm. in the background. Yeah. So very artsy stuff. Yep. Okay. Foiled by Blue October. Ooh, nice. Uh, My first album from them bought it without even knowing who the group was or having heard them before. I just liked the cover. (laughs) How crazy is that? I never do that. Mm -hmm. I never do that. And they were a tremendous and amazing surprise to me. We have seen them live uh, before, which was an amazing concert. Um, And I feel like probably this is one, if not their best, it's definitely top. And an advocate for mental health because he oh, struggles so, so badly. So much. And he it comes across in his songs. And I think he gets mixed in with the emo bands a lot. Oh, hell no. For that reason, no, no, but no, no, it's, no, no. it's straight up rock. It is. Well, and the song Hate Me. Yeah. People think that's about a girlfriend or something. It's about his mom. Yeah. It's about his mom. He even samples her, his mom. Yeah. At the voicemail tail end messages of it. from yeah. his mom. Yeah, just calling actually, in and doing a check in. Starts actually yeah. with a voicemail from his mom. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Also has a song, really creepy song about a murder suicide. Mm-hmm. Oof. So, um, Killing Joke, the self-titled album. This one, they were getting Dave Grohl on as a guest drummer, and he was having so much fun with the band that he stayed for the entire album. <laughs> and the drums on this are amazing. And this, you know, Martin Atkins often plays drums for him, and he's one of my favorite drummers. But in this case, it's so good. It has Asteroid on there, um, Loose Cannon. It's just a sonic assault. It's so heavy with the, you know, just this heavy kind of punk style vocals with uh, Dave Kroll on drums for this kind of early industrial sound. 
Really great stuff. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting one that most people will probably never have heard of. Wish Upon a Black Star by Cell Dweller. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite albums because just start to finish, I just love every song. Yeah, formerly of the industrial metal band Circle of Dust. Yeah, and I think that was a Christian band. Yeah, and Cell Dweller's Christian, yeah. too. But I just really love that album. I love the way it sounds. Mm -hmm. I love his voice. I love all of it. And there's a touch of dubstep in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How Rook by KMFDM. This album... I, I wondered which KMFDM it would yep, be. <laughs> it's this one, because um, Captain K was struggling so badly with the previous album because the computers kept crashing. And so he went, let's go back to analog on this next one. Mm. And so they stripped it down. They used mostly analog equipment. And uh, Lucia Cifarelli, his, uh, his special woman, <laughs> mm -hmm. and a fantastic vocalist in mm -hmm. her own right. Oh, yes. And she also plays the Ninja Kit, which is, has a lot of the samples on it. Yep. Um, she's on a lot of the songs. It's really cool. And it's around the Bush era, so it has a lot of that content in it their anti-bush anti-fascist kind of material that the uh band is later known for mm -hmm. so yeah how rook by kmfdm okay we're almost halfway there year of the black rainbow by coheed and cambria Ooh, nice uh i have liked all of their albums but there is something about this one that I cannot explain that just really touched me on a different emotional level. Interesting. And I don't know exactly how to explain why, ah. but after listening to it multiple times and then listening to the other albums, I'm like, nope, this one's my favorite. Because I, with Coheed and Cambria, I have a hard time uh, re remembering what song comes off what album. Mm -hmm. So it's tricky for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, um, You're the Black Rainbow doesn't sound like their other albums. I oh. mean, it, it's obviously Coheed and Cambria, yeah. but it has a different feeling. Does that one it. have Welcome Home on it? No. Ah, interesting. No, it does not. This is after that. Isn't there one called like Delirium Trigger or something like that? Uh, I believe so. I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. But very cool band. Another one that kind of gets pushed into the emo area, but really isn't. Really not. Really not. They're just kind of a prog rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Once Beautiful by The Last Dance. Some beautiful dark wave has a Tina Root of Switchblade Symphony on guesting for a little bit. Just some beautiful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a band that I'm relatively new to, like within the last year. Ooh, nice. And only because of Saturday Night Live. Anthem of the Peaceful Army by Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. I love everything that they've done. I've listened to all their albums, and I love all of it. I think they're time travelers. I, I agree. Because their sound, <laughs> the kind of that Zeppelin-ish sound, plus the way they dress, mm. it's just, it sounds like it was lifted and just poured it over from the 70s. It's, they're absolutely brilliant. Yep. And I love Anthem of the Peaceful Army. It's their most recent album. And uh, if you haven't heard them, please just go check it out. If you like Rush or Led Zeppelin or anyone even remotely like this, just give it a go. Yeah, it's like if uh, you know, singer of Rush was playing for the band Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, there that's, we go. That's kind of the sound you get. 
Speaking of, I got Led Zeppelin's 4 on here. Nice! Which has Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Battle of Evermore, if you're a Tolkien fan. Mm. <laughs> Stairway mm-hmm. to Heaven, Misty mm. Mountaintop, Four Sticks, Going to California, and When the Levee Breaks. Yes! I mean, talk about an album. Uh, another new one for me. Uh, when we fall asleep, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? By Billie Eilish. I hope that's how I'm, I pronounce her name. Yeah, that's how I've heard it, Eilish. Seventeen-year-old uh, kid with a very old soul, mm-hmm. and very has always obviously been very encouraged in her creativity. Yeah, dark. Oh, you should see me in my crown. Yeah. That song is amazing. And talk about like feminist anthem. Yeah. Oh, and, and bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. Just, that's the first song I heard really. Uh, And it was just like, what the And then you see a picture of her and go, oh yeah, that creepy kid made that music. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You can just see it in her eyes. And she struggles with mental illness. Mm -hmm. A lot of us do. Yeah. In fact, I would say probably most of us have struggled with some kind of mental illness. Anxiety, depression, anything. Yeah. Well, and there's a much bigger umbrella than people think. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, oh, mental illness is, 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 oh, it's no, only let's psychosis. not talk about that. It's like, no, 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 no. It includes neurosis, too. Yeah, and, well, not only that. And like, phobias. Yeah, just um, feel, feelings of unworth, mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. like that. It's, stop acting like it's something worse. Stop acting like it's something that isn't, that, that doesn't need treatment, that you shouldn't talk about. If you broke your arm, you wouldn't just stay home and not talk about it. Exactly. Same situation, if you break your mind. Yeah. You need to get it fixed. Yeah, that's why they should have mental health days. If you don't feel good mentally, stay home. You know, don't go to work that day. Yeah. Uh, 13 Above the Night by My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. A band kind of infamous for devil worship. Mm. <laughs> but not to the extent of Hellfire Club. But uh, it's really more of a exploitation kind of thing. I like to call them dark disco. They really enjoy that, like... Kind of like Rob Zombie does, that exploitation cinema kind of vibe. And they bring that forward to their song. So it has kind of a disco era to it. And I remember what one Halloween night playing one of the special things they play like late night. And they had My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult playing live. And Elvira was introducing it. And she was not having the best time. You could tell there was something contractual she didn't want to do. Mm. But yeah, there's uh, great songs on this, like Velvet Edge and China Desaad, Blue Buddha, which is a really sexy tune. And yeah, it's really about the satanic panic and drug and youth culture. So very cool stuff. Yep. Well, I'm throwing in one of my alternates because my next one was Bloodletting by Concrete Blood. Oh, interesting. And Which is an album you gave me. Yep. Uh... So I am going to throw in an alternate. Not that they are not worthy, but, uh, you know, I only had 50 spaces. And it's going to be Embrace the Storm by Stream of Passion. Now, Stream of Passion is one of those offshoots. Um, they're actually an offshoot of uh, Arion. Mm-hmm. Because Arian Lucasen, who founded Arion, he basically got, uh, you know, started that band and he's no longer with the band, but he got them going. Right. And uh, the the vocalist Marcella Bovio is so amazing. She is so she amazing. She speaks what four or five languages? Something yeah. ridiculous yeah. like that. Well, like most. Well, she's originally from Mexico, but like most people who have lived in uh, the Netherlands, she's fluent in at least four languages. Yeah. 
and uh, it's it's one of those beautiful, heavy sort of metal, more metal than rock, with this ethereal vocalist. But she's not she's not exactly ethereal. She's very strong. Yeah. But she doesn't have a very she doesn't have a harsh voice. I guess is the best way to describe yeah, it's, it. Yeah, uh, symphonic metal. Yeah, yeah, symphonic metal. Thank you, yeah. and I adore them. And their live performances are absolutely mind blowing. Mm hmm. I'm, I was with you when you bought that album. Yes, you were. <laughs> Gelb by Neurotic Fish, an EBM band, and they'll tell you that in their songs. <laughs> they even have in their song, uh, The Bomb, a commercial to uh, contact them to have music played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Commercially. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. But um, I love the guy's voice. Uh, beautiful music. It's almost future pop level kind of EDM, as it's more um, softer than the harsh stuff. One of my favorite songs, Waving Hands, which is about, you know, the 10 minutes of fame thing. It's all about why you perform is for the adulation of the fans and everything else is just kind of icing. And also a cover of the Coming to Take Me Away, <laughs> the old Dr. Demento favorite. Yeah. Okay, here's uh, some another one that's kind of not really super well-known. Uh, we Are the Others by Delane. Um, Delane is another one of those symphonic metal sort of things uh-huh. in a way. Uh, but her voice is, again, just... It's like butter. It's like butter. It's like two sticks of butter. <laughs> uh, and it is haunting and beautiful and, and sad and all of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... I really love Delane. Not so easy to find, but uh, worth it. Nice. That Total Age by Nitzereb. Talk about a Sheffield band. Talk about EBM. Metallic percussion. Chanted vocals. Really aggressive. Stuff like Violent Playground and Join in the Chant. There's some EBM anthems on this. Classic. Right. Um, okay, where am I? There we are. Uh, this is a blast from the past, and it was one of my first forays into sort of the darker side of music. Uh, and I can thank Lagoon for that. Oh, wow. Music for the Masses by Depeche Mode. Ah, nice. I was struggling to get Depeche Mode on my list, so <laughs> there it is. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those very formative times for me. You know, a 16-year-old with a season pass to Lagoon and... My sisters and I, well, my younger sister and I, Brooke, Brooke and I, went almost, like, every day. Uh-huh. Like, we It was okay to just go after 5 o'clock and mm-hmm. just stay until it closed during the summer because we had season passes and it didn't matter if we went the whole day. Yeah, that's nice. You just do have half a day. So, and any ride that had its own system for playing music... They started playing Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. You would hear Depeche Mode at the Flying Carpet. You would hear it at the Turn of the Century ride. You would hear it just freaking everywhere. And it's a solid album, too. I remember it was one of their, you know, big albums. Yeah. So uh, that that summer, I uh, I learned, I started on my journey down the darker side, but I didn't really complete that education for many years. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as big as Violator, but it's definitely up there. Yeah. Solid album. Uh, Devils in My Details by Ogre, uh, lead singer of Skinny Puppy. Usually when he does his side stuff, it's more tongue-in-cheek and kind of fun and hip-hop influenced. And in this case, he was having some struggles in his personal life. I imagine it might have been a drug relapse. Mm. (laughs) 
Because it's, and I've reviewed this album previously, it's basically a diary of a drug addict and the struggles therein. And he gets his buddy Bill Moseley that he met on the set of Repo the Genetic Opera to read some poetry elements to link the songs. It's a concept album. All the songs roll into one another, so it's good for continuous play. But yeah, it's uh, deep and personal and... Like a lot of his lyrics, a lot of it's stream of consciousness, so it's kind of hard to interpret sometimes what he's exactly doing. Mm. But there's great songs like uh, White Van on there and Time Bomb. So, really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, here's a group that we kind of discovered together. Ooh, nice. Um, Love is Gone by Domin. Oh, yeah, Domin. <laughs> yeah. Something, again, that I have listened to over and over and over and over and over. And the first time we ever heard them, it was live. It was live, yep. And uh, they were an opening act. They were. Do you remember for what group? I think Evanescence. You are correct. And I was sick with the stomach flu during and, that yeah. concert. Then we saw him again with a different drummer to open for Birthday Massacre. Yes. So, uh, well, I can't remember why they had a different drummer. It was a temporary thing. Yeah. I knew that. But uh, I adore Domin. And it's. What would you call them? It's it's like a gothic doo-wop. Yeah. They almost. have a very 50s kind of vibe to them. Yeah, but There's they, a lot of romanticism to the band. But they they're still, you they're know. They're still solidly rock. Yeah. Yeah. So But yeah, I I put them kind of in a in a gothic infused rock kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely leanings towards a doo-wop in look and sound. Indeed. It's like Dark Holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the whole rose thing and the black leathers, they definitely have a look to them. Yeah. And even with the, the 50s curl, like the pompadour kind of thing. Okay, speaking of goth, Empire of the Vampire by Paralyzed Age. The title track's a bit campy, a bit cheesy, but the rest of the album is slow and sultry and seductive and dark and rich and lush. This is German dark wave, mm. <laughs> German gothic rock. And it's just got that low Germanic style vocals combined with just kind of a lazy uh, rhythm section and a bit on some organ and woof, really send you. Yeah. Okay, you are not in any way going to see this one coming. All right. She's got a surprise for me. Phantom Moon by Duncan Sheik. Oh, I recall you being a Duncan Sheik fan when we were dating. Yeah, but you ended up liking him too. Not because of his most famous song, which was ah. Barely Breathing, which is not in any way even close to his best song. Right. And Phantom Moon is, uh, gosh, that album's 18 years old now. Whoo. It is different from that tone of Barely Breathing. Probably one of the best albums he's ever done, if not the best, with, oh, the song Mouth on Fire. Just don't even get me started. <laughs> Amazing. Mm. Praise the Lord by Pig. <laughs> I love the title of that so much. Who is Raymond Watts of KMFDM. He's one of the uh, earliest guys of KMFDM. I think he actually helped name the band. Mm. Um, he's the self-proclaimed master of sleaze. <laughs> that's his approach to writing lyrics. And that's his vocal style. But Praise the Lord, it sounds like a James Bond soundtrack. It's big it's bombastic it has kind of horn sections they're done on keyboard but there's definitely some spots for horns and it's just 
amazing songs like uh, Sick City and uh, Blood Select Highway and Hog Love. <laughs> and even the look of him on the back, he's kind of got his head turned over his shoulder and he's standing with his legs apart and it looks like almost he's going to turn around and pull the trigger in the middle of a barrel thing. So it's like by design that it sounds so much like some, you know, Goldfinger era uh, James Bond title song. But the whole album's like that. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know I had to uh, to get some of this other stuff on here. Uh, big surprise. I'm going to go with Clockwork Angels by Rush. Oh, wow. Because... I think that it was a good comeback in a way for them, and it proved that uh, that you know maybe they couldn't get to those higher ranges of vocals. And honestly, that will kill your voice if yeah. you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it's beautiful prog rock. That's all I can nice. say. It's haunting. It's beautiful, and I love it. Portent by, now it's going to be hard to pronounce this name. I should have looked it up. Paupe Fabrique. Mm. It's some language for Doll Factory. Uh, another EBM band, I think from Belgium, if not somewhere around there. <laughs> but a harsh EBM, very much in style of Nitzreb with some metallic percussion, some growly vocals, but songs like Destructor, Twitch on the Dead Nerve, Summon the Spirits, Proceed, Neophyte. They have a bonus song at the end called What is Left, Love You Right, where they do two of their songs, one in one ear, one in the other. No, that's crazy. (laughs) And they kind of match beat them. It's weird. But yeah, this was a surprise. I was surprised it lasted because I added it to the 100 just kind of just adding it and it stayed there. And then I pared it down and it was still there. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't bring myself to remove it. Yeah. Okay, speaking of prog rock for me... um... Systematic Chaos by Dream Theater. Ooh. It was hard to pick just one, but this is this is the one that I picked because it it well they all have a bit of darkness in them, but this one kind of really leans into oh, it. Oh, nice. It's like, yeah, we're singing about vampires, okay? Okay? <laughs> you got it? That's our theme. That was the audience suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh I just really they're their everything is impressive. Just I really enjoy them. Um, yeah, I like the amount of metal on your list. That's very cool. I know. That's my wheelhouse, I baby. I know. I just ex- expected a, a, like like a broader, but I like that you're really narrowing in on the metal because it speaks to you. Yeah, well, that's so, that's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah, so, so. very cool. Uh, Pragmatic by Praga Khan, who's a member of uh, Lords of Acid. And so this is similar vein of acid house music. Very danceable, very much in that vein of drug culture and sex culture, but not quite leaning in on the sex like Lords of Acid does. So it allows Praga Khan to expand his lyrical content. And this album's got some real bangers on there like Love You Still, I Want You, Insanity, My Mind Is My Enemy, Ejected With the Poison. These are all on the same album. And if you like electronic dance music, kind of in the house vibe, some decent party music, or if you're a DJ, there's some good selections on this album. Prog- Progmatic. Yeah. Okay, this album you can't find anymore. 
It's almost like it never existed. Wow. But it's Origin by Evanescence. Oh, yeah. It got buried. It did, and I'm not 100% sure why, but... I think it might be a rights issue. It's possible, but um, there there is a song on there that actually ends up on their... What's considered now their debut album. Uh-huh. But uh, this, this is... So much darker. <laughs> this album <laughs> is so much darker and is probably their darkest. And it's it's a little more raw. And not in a bad way. You know, it's not as polished. Some might say manufactured. I don't like that term. Right. But uh, you can definitely tell that there are different producers going mm-hmm. on here. But uh, it has one of my favorite songs ever from them, which is a song called Anywhere. Which is about running away with your lover. Oh, Uh, interesting. But uh, there's another one that is really super dark called Even in Death. Basically, we're thinking the guy died of a vampire bite and now he's coming home. Oh. (laughs) And the lady's waiting for him. Interesting. There's a lot of conspiracy around this missing album. There's some debate online whether it ever existed. And people are like, no, there's no such thing. Oh, I have Mm. a hard copy. Yep. I have the CD. And I think, weren't they on a Christian label at that time, too? Well, and that's the funny thing is that they weren't really... They weren't. They were never a Christian band. <laughs> yeah, they're Christians that are in a band, but they were never a Christian band. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah it's a, it's a brilliant album if you can find it, but you can't. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry to include an album you can't find, guys. <laughs> but I can't. I couldn't help it. Yep. Demonian by Project Pitchfork. Uh, Electro industrial music. Uh, like Shocker Red is kind of a more sexy thing. This. They really delve into some personal issues and things about self-doubt and just big ideas and even concepts of fear and why we're afraid. It's uh, it's like a philosophical treatise. It's like existentialism on an electro-industrial album, mm. the way it approached the lyrics. And uh, there's some solid tracks on there, like uh, Time Killers on there, We Are One, Fear. Yeah, it's a really great album. And one that I was introduced by a friend of yours. Because I think we were talking about music and I was into Skinny Puppy. And they're like, oh, you should check out <laughs> Project Pitchfork. I was like, who? Because I didn't know them at the time. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe that you that there was a time where you didn't know of them. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay, well, here here's something that isn't metal. Wow. Uh, but it is rock. Um <laughs> It is uh, American Idiot by Green Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of a pop punk sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know if I would even call it pop. I mean, I know <laughs> yeah. it was popular, but it's not what I consider pop. Yeah. Uh, it has some fantastic songs. Mm-hmm. In fact, the whole album is just... There isn't a bad song there. And there isn't anything to skip over. Like a response to Bush-era America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is... Uh, it has the Boulevard of Broken Dreams on it, which yeah. I can relate to it's on like a deep level. Like your theme level. song. <laughs> yeah. So have Wake Me Up when September ends on there mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, if you want a Green Day album, it's like either, was it Dookie <laughs> or this one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Public Image Limited by Public Image Limited. <laughs> it's, uh, they have a generic design for this album. If you get the CD, it's called CD. If you get the album, it's called Album. <laughs> When they released the single, it was called Single. Uh, Johnny Lydon of Sex Pistols, uh, after Sex Pistols formed this post-punk band 
called Public Image Limited, and in this release, he worked with session musicians. So it sounds amazing. Because, you know, you can't go wrong with a session musician because they're there to lay down tracks. You know, it's not like the band you're touring with. They're there, like Steve Vai's on this album. Mm. And uh, songs like Rise, which uh, was probably their song to really get the most popular uh, access, I guess. Round, Bags, Home, Ease. There's only seven tracks, but each of them's like over five minutes, close to. So it's a big, epic song with a lot of percussion. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's mostly an album about uh, revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to metal. Alright. Hailstorm by Hailstorm. Oh, nice. Lady Metal at its finest. Yeah, she's very cool. Or they're very cool. Yeah, well, and it's not all, you know, hard all the time. No, there's they're... some fun tongue-in-cheek songs on there, like yeah, American Boys. Yeah, but not only that, but there's also some more serious and gentle songs yeah. on there. So, but uh, I really enjoy mm-hmm. Hailstorm mm-hmm. very much because Lady Metal! Yeah, and any metal band worth their you know grain of salt will have some ballads on there yeah absolutely uh live aus berlin by rammstein uh one of the greatest live albums ever made one of the greatest live concerts ever recorded yeah i think to support their uh Herzlite album so it's got angle and uh of course rammstein and just some great songs done live and uh, it's a solid album mm-hmm Okay, my final soundtrack, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Ooh, very nice. Because Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That's a good what, album. What more do I need to say? Yeah. If you don't know Hedwig and the Angry Inch, you need to find out. Is that Hatbox song that's so damn good? Mm-hmm. Stranger? Or is it Wicked Town? Wicked mm-hmm. Little Town? Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing movie, now a Broadway show, and mm-hmm. just go get it. Yeah, it's pure rock and roll mm-hmm. and just the embodiment of rock and roll so yeah uh frustration plantation by rasputina this was a surprise that it stayed on my list i couldn't remove it because melora krieger's not that great of a singer yeah. <laughs> when she tries to hit those high notes she kind of breaks and you're like eh. but it's uh cello rock oh yeah and uh this particular album they really went for this antebellum kind of sound so they were researching songs before the civil war and basing their you know their songwriting off of that mm-hmm. and yet there's some rock songs on there too like uh, i think yeah mama was an opium smokers on this the mayor high in life wicked dicky saline the salt lake queen uh, Secret Message, so some of their biggest songs are off this album, and it's, uh, it's quite a banger, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another band that, well, band artist that I got into because of Saturday Night Live, seeing him perform on Saturday Night yep. Live. Hosier by Hosier! Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> fantastic album. The Take His, Me to Church Guy. Yeah, uh, it's actually my least favorite song. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> which is not to say that I don't like it. Yeah, it's, isn't it funny how, like, the big single sometimes is the worst song on the album? Yeah, not, yeah but no. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's the worst song on the album. I don't okay. think there's a bad song on the album. Ah, interesting. I think it's just I've been overexposed oh, to that it. Makes sense. And then I heard a cover of it that was done in the reverse. It was done by a woman, and it just was dripping with. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Like. 
Yeah, when you yeah. do a gender swap and then it sounds abusive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did not care for it. I love his voice. And he is super tall. He's like crazy tall. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> he's like, he's seriously, I bet he's like six foot four. He's crazy tall. And uh, he's very talented, both in songwriting and singing and playing. And, uh, you know, honorable mention to his second album, which is just more of his crazy brilliance. Love him. Nice. From Hawaii, some kind of dark wave with uh, raised in black with the album damaged this was also a surprise <laughs> that it made my 50 but when listening back to the album there's so many great songs on this and there's so many dips and valleys and peaks in even a single song he has that kind of slow to fast thing going on where there'll be this kind of ballad style crooning vocals and then it gets into like the chorus and then comes in this you know, industrial style guitar and it's some moving stuff. It really stirs you. Songs like I'll Damage You, Leave It All Behind, Am I to Blame, which is a favorite. So yeah, great album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, going off the rails again. Headquarters by the Monkeys. Oh, great that the Monkeys made the list. <laughs> Absolutely. Makes me so happy. <laughs> I love the Monkeys. And Headquarters was their first album where they actually did everything themselves. And because, you know, people may know the story of how they were trying, how America was trying to capitalize on their own version of, you know, the mop tops. Uh And so they, they created the monkeys. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they didn't anticipate that these guys would be like, no, we are musicians Mm -hmm. in our own right. And we're going to do this thing. Yeah. Like, Mickey Dolenz uh, did not play the drums. Oh. Had no idea how to play the drums. Learned. Learned. Yeah. Got better at it. He was actually a guitarist and, mm. and a vocalist. And, uh, you know, it was just basically all of them getting thrust into roles that uh, were manufactured for them. But they then reversed that and took ownership of it mm-hmm. and did, this is their third album, which was Headquarters, which is so great. It is so great. And in my opinion, their best album. And Mike Nesmith is credited as being one of the few people that introduced the whole country rock sound that became so big in the 70s. Yeah. He was one of the first to do that, and he was doing it on yeah. Monkey's albums. He, he was doing it on Headquarters. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite albums. It was it was hard to choose between that and Pisces, Squares, Capricorn, and Jones Limited, but... Headquarters had to win because it was their first album where they were doing it and doing it yeah, and doing, doing it, it well. well. Yeah, doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, more post-punk <laughs> with Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry, also known as just the Lorries, with Talk About the Weather with the title song on there, as well as Hand on Heart and Hollow Eyes, Happy... If you know a Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry song, it's probably one of those four. (laughs) And they'll come off this album. So for that, yeah. Uh, Voice like he was uh, gargling uh, broken glass, but (laughs) still. It's really great post-punk. Indeed. Okay. Um, Night Visions by Imagine Dragons. Ooh. And the crazy thing about Imagine Dragons is this is actually the only album by theirs that I really like. Oh, interesting. Um, huh. 
It's not that their other stuff is bad. It's just that it doesn't work for me like this album does. Yeah. And so that's why it made the list. <laughs> but it's, again, one of those that I have listened to over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Uh, Call Me Your Girlfriend by Rita Lynch. Uh, sultry blues rock out of Bristol. <laughs> Uh, rock and Roll Lifestyle, Silver and Gold. I believe this is another live album. Uh, Pale Blue Eyes, Stripped Right Away, Baby I Wonder. Really great, sultry songs. There's some violin in there, too. Kind of give it that, uh, kind of like the band you'll go see at a bar, you know, a dive bar somewhere. She's got that sound. Right. And she's one of those artists that seems like she could be bigger than she is and just was happy with what she was doing, you know, mm. locally and never really broke through. But yeah, Call Me Your Girlfriend by Rita Lynch. Yeah, okay. Couldn't have a list without some Nightwish, so <laughs> Dark Passion Play by Nightwish. Ooh, nice. It's actually their first album without Tarya. Uh-huh. And uh, the vocalist is Annette Olsen, and uh, she had health issues. And so she ended up only being able to do two albums with them. She became ill during one of their tours. Hmm. And that's when uh, Floor Jansen jumped in. Uh-huh. And Floor Jansen can absolutely make anything sound good. So, you know, I, I feel terrible for Annette and not being able to continue due to her health. But you gotta, you know, don't give up your life for this. Right. Live. Mm-hmm. A uh, band you introduced me to off a compilation, She Wants Revenge. Yes. By She Wants Revenge. Oh, yes. With songs like These Things, I Don't Want to Fall in Love, Broken Promises for Broken Hearts, Somebody Must Get Hurt, or Someone Must Get Hurt, Tear You Apart, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Lots of songs about relationships, and they all have this flavor of danger mm -hmm. to it. And it kind of reminds you of the hormonal chaos that was going on in your teen years yes. where just getting into being interested in sex and was dangerous and felt bad mm. <laughs> and that's just like the songs are oozing with that kind of sensation of of sex laden with bits of danger and you know even whispering in the ear i'll fucking tear you apart mm -hmm. <laughs> while they're at the dance floor it's like holy shit just dark, dark uh, post-punky stuff, post-punk revival stuff, great stuff. Yeah. This will come as no surprise to you, darling. Hot Fuss by the Killers. Oh, nice. Killers on there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, again, Colin will be happy. <laughs> again, a group that we saw on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Vegas Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if the whole group is Mormon, but yeah. Brandon Flowers is. Yeah. She um, has... Brilliant from start to finish. Love all the keyboards. Love all the keyboards. Now, it was difficult for me to pick one. And I wanted to also put one of Brandon Flowers' solo albums on this, but I didn't. Right. Um, but yeah, Hot Fuss was the thing that put them on the map for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, love them. So, so you remind me on that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Juju by Susie and the Banshees, possibly the most gothic of their gothic albums, <laughs> with songs like Night Shift and Voodoo Dolly, Halloween, Arabian Nights, Into Light, Spellbound, Monitor. Head Cut's a really great tune, too. 
But yeah, it's really gothy, and there's a lot of uh, tempo changes in this album. Like, songs will start slow, and they'll just build and build and build, and suddenly it's going at this really rapid pace. Yes. So, yeah. You thought that was the end of the metal? You were wrong. <laughs> Ghost Opera by Camelot. Camelot is another one of those groups that's kind of straddling the fence between full-on metal and prog rock. Yeah, uh, is March of Mephisto on that one? Mm. That's a great song. Oh my god, their live performances are mind-blowing. They go all out. I mean, it is a feast for the eyes and the ears. Uh, There isn't an album of theirs that I don't like, but this is my favorite because of this... It's it's almost like it's telling a story. That's great. So... And that's very prog rock in its own regard. Yeah. Progressive metal. (laughs) Plus the cover is so brilliant. The actual Mm. cover of the album is just... Crazy brilliant. Yeah, isn't the video of them being on a rooftop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That big old skyscraper. Yeah, but uh, seeing seeing the actual live concert video, mm-hmm. they do some messed up stuff with that one. Nice. <laughs> with much of Mephisto. Very nice. Floodland by the Sisters of Mercy. Oh, I know yeah. this album's getting some backlash these days for being overhyped, but I love this album. I know a lot of people are more like the first, last, and always. <laughs> They're uh, hyping that one. But this has got Dominion Mother Russia on it. It's got Lucretia My Reflection. It's got 1959, This Corrosion. It's a great album. <laughs> it's just from, uh, of course, Andrew Eldritch and... Uh, supposedly Patricia Morrison. <laughs> People are doubting that she actually played bass on that uh, album, but I don't see why not. I think Eldridge just never paid her. <laughs> oh, I totally get why you named your gu- your bass guitar Patricia. Patricia, now. yeah, after Patricia Morrison, yeah. who played for Sisters of Mercy and the Damned. Yeah. But yeah, um, gothic rock from a guy who denies being goth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, go. Hungry okay, Ghosts. Go. Hungry, Hungry Ghosts by Okay Go. Fun band. They are fun, but Hungry Ghosts is not that fun of an album. Uh-huh. Uh it's a bit darker. Ah. It's a bit like the the songs the uh, the song The Writings on the Wall is basically about two people who have tried to make it work and just cannot. Oh. And now they're going to have one last good day before they break up. Oh wow. And it's an amazing song. Their videos never disappoint. And in fact, I if you haven't seen the video for The Writings on the Wall, it will blow your fucking mind. Oh, wow. It is unbelievable because it's all one take. Yeah, their videos are infamous. And wasn't like his sister the one that was... She, she originally started it yeah. with their, I think their first video, which is them on treadmills. Mm-hmm. And uh, she it's choreographed that. It's like all in that. a one Yeah, but uh, when the way that they have progressed and the things that they do from from then to the video for the writings on the wall, they obviously have learned a lot. And that video, it, seriously, it will blow your mind. You will be like, "How in the hell is this one take?" <laughs> nice. Okay, Greater Wrong of the Right by Skinny Puppy. I couldn't have a list without my favorite album by my favorite band. Yar. Again, this was an album released during the Bush era and very much is a reaction to the Bush administration and oil money and unnecessary war. And it's got a song called Protest in it, all about, you know, protesting and getting beaten up by cops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's not a song on this album 
I skip or don't eat like or even mark under five stars. They're all hits for me, even some of the weird ones like Downsizer and uh, Useless and stuff like that. I love it all. Yeah, uh, this this one's going to surprise probably not you, but may surprise other people. Because um, I had to get my Chemical Romance on here. Oh, of course you did. But everybody's going to think I picked Black Parade. I didn't. No. I picked Danger Days, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Oh, you do like that album a lot. It is, It again, it tells a story. But not only that, the story behind the album is extremely interesting. Oh. Because they recorded an entirely different album. Huh. And Gerard Way was not happy with it he it wasn't what he wanted to do and he was conflicted Mm -hmm. and he went on a camping trip with his wife and his kid and you know while they were gone his wife was like why are you doing something you don't want to do yeah exactly do what you want to do and so they basically chucked that entire album and started over and did this which is basically you know it's what a white supremacist future will look like and the the rebels trying to take it down is Destroyer on that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good album. Yeah. Or Destroya, I should yeah, say. Yeah, it's Destroya. Yeah. Because it's got this kind of Godzilla thing going on with it. <laughs> yeah, but it's... Uh, well, if it was really doing that, it would be Destoroya. <laughs> Destoroya. Because you have yep. to sound out everything. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's like the song Sing. Oh. Just that song. Mm. I mean, people move... Living on the airwaves, people moving sideways, and then... Buy yourself the motivation. Generation nothing. Mm. Nothing but a dead scene. Product of a white dream. <laughs> I am not the singer that you wanted, but a dancer. I refuse to answer. Talk about the past, sir. And wrote it for the ones who want to get away. This is by memory. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... <sighs> yeah. It's a fantastic album. Wavelands by The Slim P. This is an album I believe I got off Jamindo or Last FM or one of those. Yeah. So it's one of these promotional bands that I just came across by accident. But it's a gothic dark wave band from Cologne, Germany. And what sets them apart from other bands is they have two bass guitarists. And so they even have this darker, more oppressive sound than their uh, their peers with some uh, lovely female-fronted vocals on top of that. So, yeah, Wavelance, there's some... Creepy dark stuff on there, including a uh, extended uh, remix of their hit Nightmare. Mm. All right, uh, taking a weird left turn again. <laughs> Not gonna see this coming. We're going in circles, guys. Ray of Light by Madonna. That's a great album. That's probably my favorite Madonna album. It is also my favorite Madonna album. Isn't that after she took like professional singing lessons? Yes, she studied with Seth Riggs, the creator of Speech Level Singing. And she does things vocally in this album that she has never been able to do before. Yeah, Ray of Light in its own. Yeah. It's just the note she hits in that is like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah, exactly. And that is what Speech Level Singing did for her. And doesn't that have it, Candy Perfume Girl on that too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oof, good album. Uh, it is an amazing album. And again, one I've listened to a million times and will continue to listen to because it's an amazing album. Yeah, she was studying the Kabbalah too during that. And so there's songs about that as well. Yep. And uh, it's just, it's really great. And I would say probably her strongest vocal performance. Yeah, it's a good album. Damn good album. Sweet Little Witches by Switchblade Symphony, another live album. Uh, I think Tina Root might have a little bit of operatic training. Because there's some bits where she's doing operatic style singing. (laughs) 
but really a great um it's like a greatest hits album because they're just pulling from their you know the big songs off their previous albums and doing it live so it has that live edge that reverb to it Mm. and so when you do something like into the sky it hits even harder it's more emotional it's more present yeah because i noticed with switchblade symphony studio albums they're a little flat Mm. you know they don't really have a depth in the recording but this album does and so i think the songs um are better shown on this album than their studio stuff cool okay uh here's a, a band not a lot of people know about my darkest days by my darkest days ah which has a song on it that I should absolutely hate, and mm-hmm. yet I still like it, even though it is objectifying women. Yep. Which is porn star dancing. Yeah, they're kind of this uh, tongue-in-cheek sleaze metal thing. It kind of reminds me of Steel Panther a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Steel Panther goes like extreme to that level. These yeah. guys are just kind of dipping their toe in it. Yeah. Into that whole sleaze rock kind of hair metal thing that's kind of reminiscent of the 80s hair metal days. Yeah. But fun. They're they're fun, but there there's also some deep shit in there. Awesome. Like the song "Can't Forget You." Oh, nice. When anybody says your name, I want to run away. I keep for- remembering I can't forget you. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I try; it happens in a way. It's been forever, and I can't forget you. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good album. Their second album is really good as well. But I had to pick one, and so I picked the one that was the most formative, which is their self-titled album so synth wave is pretty big right now with like the opening theme to stranger things mm. <laughs> that kind of vibe and i have a synth wave band on here i had have two on my uh, 100 albums but this is the one that made it to the 50 it's trust by the trust very atmospheric just when you listen to, to it you see like Los Angeles Strip with wet streets and neon reflecting off the light. Very kind of 80s vibe, kind of reminiscent of something like the Drive soundtrack or a John Carpenter film or a David Cronenberg film. It's just got kind of everything synthesized. Even the vocals are somewhat manipulated. So like drum machine, uh, keyboards, synthesizers, electronic bass, everything synth. And it just has this sleek yet deep sound to it and so it's not really superficial because just the way it's presented it has even greater depth even though everything's electronically manufactured so really cool album Mm -hmm. okay this is another one that was uh, hard for me to pick one album so this is the one black holes and revelations by muse nice (laughs) which is another one of those bands that if you see them live you're just like how the fuck can you do that how do you do that? How? And you can tell that he's a pianist because the way he produces songs, the way he writes songs, mm-hmm. he writes songs like a pianist does. Yeah. They're very well orchestrated. But he can play guitar, too. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. He's probably another one of those savants who can just play anything he picks up. Probably. So, also has one of the best bassists I've ever heard. And really falls in line with, you know, just queen-inspired music. I can hear a queen in how they produce and, and sing yeah, music. that's fair. Not that they're derivative, but you can hear no. they're in the same spirit of queen. Yes, the same feel. Yeah, the same feel. Just big and loud and fun. and Yeah. 
I have one straight up future pop band on here. I had plenty to choose from, but I have VNV Nation with the album Judgment, which is a hell of an album. In a manner, I suppose it's a bit of a concept album, too, about Judgment Day mm-hmm. and about self-destruction and the, are we even worth the lives we live kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, the song itself, uh, yeah, there's Farther Star, Testament, Descent, Nemesis, Secluded Spaces. Carry You is a great song about, you know, it's like more of a positive message about how the universe itself conspires to carry you. Mm. So even in your darkest hours, you still exist for a reason. You know, physical space itself is moving aside to give you space to live. That the universe even opened up somewhat to put you in here in time now so that you may live. <laughs> and then Brandy's brain exploded. Yeah, it's a very positive message. But yeah, um, when he's saying that judgment day's not coming, judgment not day's not coming, judgment day's not coming soon enough. Mm. <laughs> Being just fed up with humanity. So yeah, it's a it's a dense album with a lot of places to go. So yeah, that's V and V Nation with Judgment. Cool. All right. Uh, this again is one of those. Uh, it's actually a local group. This will this will make you happy. Habits by Neon Trees. Neon Trees. Neon Trees. They did great for two albums, and then they went weird. Yeah, there's an album they released that I did not like at all. Yeah, and I don't know if they've had any albums since then. Yeah, I don't know. But Habits is great. It has the song Animal on it, which I love. Oh, oh, I want some more. Yeah. Yeah. And we have seen them live as well. Mm-hmm. When we went to see My Chemical Romance. Yeah. They were an architect. And, and architects. Yeah. Uh, architects were really great, too. Yeah. Great, great bands. Yeah, we liked all the bands for that show. That doesn't always happen. No. But uh, for that show, it definitely mm-hmm. did. And I'm so glad that we went to that show because that was the last tour that My Chemical Romance did. So. Yeah, that was uh, the Hanging Up Their Hats tour. Yep. Well, Gerard Way is still doing stuff just yeah. on his own, and plus he's writing comic books. Yeah, he's and got shit. Umbrella Academy for crying well, out no, loud. Well, no, he's not only doing that; he's <laughs> doing a, a version of the Doom Patrol as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the weird thing about My Chemical Romance is all after nine eleven, it was like I need to do something, mm-hmm. and so he made a band. It became one of the biggest bands ever. And he's like, okay, I'm done with that, and then move on to another thing that's become like this big thing. Yeah, can't I... go wrong that kid. I really respect him. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, you and VK Lynn. VK goes on about him, too. He's, so. he's just one of those guys that mm-hmm. he's just... He does things. Yeah. He sets out to do things, and then he does them. Yeah. And just, I really... I respect him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Spectators by Wolfsheim. Not Wolfsheim, but Wolfsheim. Wolfsheim. <laughs> Somebody told me Wolfsheim. that. It's like, okay. Uh, actual German's going to tell me how to pronounce that. It's Wolfsheim. Well, that's fine. Um, Peter Heppner's voice is from heaven. <laughs> uh, German dark wave, but it's not quite as oppressive as something like Diary of Dreams. Mm. So it's more accessible, more pleasant. But great songs like uh, Once in a Lifetime about uh, having a grudge against God for taking your son and wife away in uh, some kind of weird boating accident. <laughs> Heroin, she said, which is probably my favorite Wolfsheim song. Uh, I don't love you anymore. Really great stuff uh, from uh, from this German dark wave band, Wolfsheim. Yeah. Okay. This is the last one. That's the last one. Last one. We have you. made it uh, again. Uh, something that will come as a surprise, possibly to you. 
But uh, uh, also a group we saw on Saturday Night Live. Cat oh, is hunting. He is hunting. Is that the last one? Because I have one more. Yeah, because I went first. Oh, that's right. So I go last. <laughs> I thought I went first for some reason. That's weird. Okay. Nope. Right. I went first. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, Fly or Die by N.E.R.D. Oh, what a good choice. <laughs> I love this album. Oh, my God. So much. I mean, from the first track, Don't Worry About It, to Chariot of Fire, that start to finish, I just love this album. Oh, such a good choice. Kind of funk meets hip-hop kind of thing. It's re- mm-hmm. really great music. Yeah. And uh, now Pharrell is doing his own thing. Yeah. And I still enjoy his music. Mm-hmm. But this... And I loved the keyboardist of NERT. I'm like, yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah, he's got those big old thick glasses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just... I love... I love NERD. And uh, I just enjoy everything that they've done. Nice. Okay, it was bound to happen. I have some Vumskit on my list. Oh, what a surprise. And it's music for a slaughtering tribe, which, yeah, it's a somewhat uneven album, but for being Dark Electro, its whole point is to illustrate the worst parts of humanity. It kind of points that out in order to better enjoy the good parts of humanity. It's kind of a weird, diametrically opposed thing. Is like, we're going to illustrate stuff like cannibalism. And so the song Soylent Green's on here, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Fear in Motion, Concrete Rage, <laughs> On the Run, She's Dead, Rotten Meat. Um, there's other albums that are might be more consistent or more accessible and stuff, but this one is just so hard-hitting and uncompromising that I had to pick this one, if nothing but for Soylent Green alone. Yeah. So that is our list of 100 albums, and we did make it under 100 minutes. We did it! So yeah, we still have some time left for some shout-outs if you want. Do you have one in mind? Uh, I wasn't prepared for that, but I can do a shout-out. You want to? Okay. I'm, I'm going to shout-out my friend Chris Bodley. Oh, he yeah. Is, uh, I'm taking a class of his about creating comics and graphic novels, and I am. it's both terrifying and exhilarating. Because I am not an artist, and so I am going way out of my comfort zone to do this thing. And our project, our end project, is to make a short comic. Yeah. Each of us Very to make a short comic cool. with a story that and, and characters that we created. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, he's a great teacher. Mm-hmm. He's a great person. Because he's a great improv, improv coach or improv instructor, but he's even better from what you tell me. Doing art because his heart's more in art. Yeah, his uh, it's it's his lifeblood. Yeah, it is. It's what he was absolutely meant to do. And he's creating a comic called Black Lantern. I can't wait till it's out. He said it's almost done. Yeah, so check out Hat Robot, Chris Bodley, Black Lantern. Uh, you'll find his stuff. Uh, yeah, I just he's a great human being, and I'm so happy that I finally got to take a class from him. Right. My shout-out is to the Pick a Disc podcast that you appeared on. Oh! I listened to your episode on him and the uh, Brilliant Highlights album. Uh, There's also one on She Wants Revenge Mm -hmm. that somebody did. So if you want to hear more about that album off our list, that gets discussed as well. But yeah, it's a, a guest comes on with an album and they discuss it and... Also, how you got into the album and what it means to you. And it's not just going track by track. In fact, 
really, I'd say it's kind of far from that. Yeah, well, yeah. you get to talk about everything. Yeah, it's um, just in general, the album and what it means and why you like it. Mm-hmm. So pick a disc podcast. I think there might be 15 to 20 episodes somewhere around there. Yeah, with your host, Matt Latham. Yeah, with that, I think we're done even a little early. No, no, we're not. We're going to leave you on yeah. a dark track. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, but before we get into the dark track to leave you on, I'd say go see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. We don't want to spoil anything because we went in completely unspoiled and enjoyed the hell out of it. You really, really did. So, yeah. If you like your horror movies, I'd say go see this. Yeah. And uh, it's PG-13, so there's nothing too graphic. But it still has some genuine dread and chills. Oh, yeah. And if you're familiar with the book... There are some Easter eggs in there for you. Oh, for sure. there are so yeah. Easter eggs in there. So, there you go. So, uh, yeah, to end on a track, I'm going to pick a song off Wavelands by the Sim P. We talked about them, the gothic band from Cologne, Germany, with the two bass guitarists. Yeah. <laughs> and in this song, really damn good drummer, too. Mm-hmm. And some uh, lovely duet singing as well. What did you think of this song, Lines? I really enjoyed it, and I loved the drums. Mm-hmm. I love it when instead of just always, you know, the kick drum always, or the snare always being on a downbeat, yeah. it's, it's on an upbeat. Yeah. And I just enjoy that. I agree. And I like the kind of the 60s quality guitar, too. It's kind of yeah got this garage band sound to the yeah. guitar. Yeah. yeah. So this is Lines by the Slim P off the album, one of our hundred notable albums, Wavelands. We'll uh, come back to you with our Anniversary 101 episode. Yep. So bye. bye! You and me, we walked on the ceiling, echoes inside, distant feeling memories, the days we were in love.
don't remember the troubles of the days we were in love. The department. <laughs>